Alternative Radio. What's going on, everybody? We are back. This is episode 159 of the Dark Windows podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin for take number 5,752. Take take number fucking 322 tonight alone. Because every time I start talking, my internet shits its pants. So we're going to see just how far we can go tonight. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes, we are. So... So as I mentioned at the end of last week's episode, uh, this week we are going to talk about some botched executions through history and uh, a couple of guys who were very well-known executioners um, that may or may... Oh, oh, well, when you look at names of famous executioners, these two are are fairly close to the top. Um, Okay. And there there are a couple of guys that may or may not have botched executions intentionally because they didn't really like the people that they were executing. To put it that way, I guess. Um, I mean, fuck it, right? Pretty much. I mean, and like I said, pretty much every single person that we're about to talk to, uh, about to talk to, uh, that we're about to talk about, um, all pretty shitty people. So if you got your dark windows bingo card, you can check that one off right now. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk to them all right. And if you don't have a dark windows bingo card, go on Facebook or Instagram and fucking screenshot one because one of our awesome listeners made one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, we do say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, some okay. some of the shit on there hurts, but you're like, it's true though. Oh. We do do that. We do that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I think one of them, time. I, I, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Sorry. No, no go ahead. No. no I, I think I think we're gonna check off. Like probably like somebody's gonna get bingo tonight. Or well, uh, during this episode. Oh, I guarantee it. Several peoples might get bingo. Throughout time, we as a species have come up with all kinds of creative and disturbing ways to kill each other for some reasonable and some exceptionally dumb reasons. Uh, So our first story, before I go too far, some of these are kind of funny. It's probably not nice to laugh at them, but some of them are kind of funny. (laughs) Oh, no, no. It's perfectly perfectly legit to laugh at them. Okay. So, I mean, you want to talk about dead royalty? Because, I mean, I'm totally down with that. I love I love dead royalty. <laughs> I as an American, <laughs> I as an American am quite fond of dead British royalty. Um, I, I like dead royalty in general. I mean, yeah, that's true. I don't know. The King of Jordan seems like he's a pretty cool shit. No, well, I'm saying like when they have to die for certain causes, oh. for different reasons. Fuck it, let them die. Because, like, that dude, like, piloted his own helicopter into wherever and just bitch-slapped a bunch of ISIS guys after they burned his guy, his uh, pilots alive in cages. So, <laughs> pretty fucking rad. Like, <laughs> uh, I, I, I would buy that guy a beer if he drank. So, yeah. Uh, 
So our first story is Margaret Pohl, who was the Countess of Salisbury. Uh, not going to really get into the entire royal bloodline because it's entirely too complicated and convoluted. A lot of incest, but, you know, hey, whatever it is, what it is. It's not. Yeah. So she was, the, the, what makes her important is she was the only surviving daughter of George uh, Plant, uh, Plantagenet. Plantagenet, whatever the fuck. Plantagenet, um, yep. Yeah, sure. And the niece of Edward the uh, the fifth, uh, fourth, goddamn Roman numerals. Uh, she was so she's the niece of Edward the fourth and Richard the third. Okay. She was arrested in November of 1538 for her involvement in the Exeter conspiracy, uh, which was some flowery royal bullshit plan to overthrow uh, <laughs> Henry the Henry the eighth <laughs> and replace him like, with uh, I am, I am. yeah. And I got married with... to the widow next door. She's been married seven times before. Henry, Henry. <laughs> Sorry. You done? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Mean, you know, Henry VIII, the man who invented divorce. God damn it. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I just kind of went back to, I'm like, I just want to say, Henry, they die. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first, just a little yes. bit louder and a little bit worse. Anyway. I'm getting drunker tonight. Yes, that's what oh, Mr. that song's all about. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so they wanted to they wanted to fucking toss Henry out and replace him with Henry Cortenay, who was the first marquee of Exeter. Sounds sounds a little bit again. <sighs> they got they got gay titles. I don't get it. <laughs> hey. You know. The first Marquis Grissom of Exeter. <laughs> There's another one. Uh, so we here at the Dark Windows podcast are not going to pretend to understand any of what I just said when it comes to the fucking, you know, the hierarchy of the of royals. Uh, flowery royal horseshit again. Ah, flowery so, horseshit. Yes. <laughs> So on the morning of May 27th, 1541, the guards arrive at her cell and tell her that you'll be dead within the hour. They go like, in. You'll be dead within the hour. Do you know who I am? Do you honestly know? That this was the first Karen. I would like to speak to your manager. <laughs> I cannot believe you came to my cell. At this hour, I will not be treated like this in this establishment. I would like to speak to ye old manager. Yes. Uh, so, speaking of Karen stuff, they found a poem on her wall. And it says, quote, for traitors on the block should die. I am no traitor. No, not I. Ugh. My, my, my faithfulness stands fast and so towards the block I shall not go. Fuck you. Nor make one step, as you shall see. Christ in thy mercy, save thou me. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I, have I ever told you that I dislike poetry in most of its forms? Where I'm just like, this is really dumb. I hate it. Ugh. Well, I, she was very, um, you know, thoughtful that she wasn't going to, you know... Have the long drop, sudden stop, but guess what? <laughs> Bitch, so, you go get so it. One, one of the guards walks in, reads it, and goes, 
<laughs> that's where you're wrong, kid, because you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, nice one, psych. So about oh, no, we're not gonna later, hang you. <laughs> no, we're definitely we're not gonna hang you. It's fine. It's fine. So about 40 minutes later, they dragged her from her cell in the Tower of London down to the scaffold. Uh, unfortunately, since she was a, a member of the royalty, her execution was not carried out in front of the public. Um, it was carried out, however, in front of a bunch of other royals. Um, and there's two written accounts on her execution. Uh, one is from the French ambassador, and one is from the uh, the ambassador of the Holy Roman Empire. But they tell pretty much the same story, but just in different languages. Because, you know, one's French and one's Proto-German. <laughs> the Holy Roman Empire. Like Proto-German almost. Well, uh, no, the Holy Roman Empire. That that would be... I, what, when was this? Italian, one of the two. When was this? Oh, this was a 15, uh, 1541. So this would be uh, when the... When the Pope was in France, I believe. Okay, well, either or. Yeah, because at, at, at a period of time, the the um, Holy Roman Empire was got moved. So it was it got <laughs> it got moved from Italy. We're going on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, we we on that trip, son. Fucking Pope World Tour. <laughs> We're going to Serena Country. <laughs> I am the Duke oh, okay. Marquis of Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, but the one one thing that the, that both of these accounts had in common is they told about the the hassle and the the headache and the pain in the ass that she gave the executioners. <laughs> Apparently, don't you dare <laughs> mess my hair up. Yeah. How dare you? Apparently this crusty old bitch decided that when they laid her down to meet the axe, it was best to just, instead of laying still and letting it happen, she's going to thrash around and she's screaming. Uh, one of the things she screams is, quote, so should traitors do and I am none. No idea. Don't ask me. So the executioner, um, I'm assuming... Just was like, thank God I finally get to do this because I'm sick of listening to this woman yell. Raises the axe. He was, he was probably like, he was probably like, said like, say the fucking word. Just say the word, please. Fuck the axe. I'm going to choke this bitch. I hate her. <laughs> you're dead. No, no, you're not supposed to choke her. Can I just kick her to death instead? That'd be way more satisfying. No, no. Ugh. Off so their in, head. in front of 150 onlookers, all of which were high bur- highborn, he raised the axe and dropped it. He oh. raised it again and slammed it back down. Again. And again. And again. With her flopping around, making everyone's life difficult, it took 11 strokes of the axe to kill her. Not clean. Not quick. Essentially, the headsman bashed her skull to pieces because she kept moving around. So he ascended, he basically took her head off with blunt force trauma instead of you know the sharpened part of the axe because she was rolling around and being a psycho. Um, what a... So yeah, just <laughs> imagine being ye old janitor and having to clean up old lady blood, brains, hair, and all the other associated bodily fluids that came out. 
when a human being is absolutely destroyed with an axe like that. So that was uh, that was Mar- uh, that was Margaret Pole. So I bet her, head was, I bet her s- head was put on a pole. Oh, I don't know if there was a I don't know if there was enough left of it to put on a pole. <laughs> if Hermie put that shit in a salad bowl and threw it out the window, <laughs> probably. What the Feed fucking it to the pigs. This? <laughs> yeah, it's all powdery makeup and wigs and shit. Just give it to the pigs. Who gives a fuck? Uh, cousin, Except why pigs, did you have pigs? Don't ju- don't digest hair. That's the only problem. But yeah, you want some more royal fuckery? So okay, who's so the next fucker? To here's die? a name. Here's a name you may recognize potentially, uh, Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. Uh, so she is born December eighth of fifteen forty two. She was the only legitimate child that survived until adulthood of King James the fifth of Scotland. Not to be confused with King James the Bible guy, you know, because I don't believe it was the same one. Probably not. No. There's there's too many of them. They should have just picked different names. You know, like I wanted fucking King Leroy the second. That was great. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. So she she led a pretty exciting life for, right from the get go. She was only six days old when James bought the farm and she became ruler of the kingdom of Scotland at six days old. Well, that's so, sometimes how it happens. A lot to put on the child, man. Like, of course. Now we have kids that you can't stress out over fucking T-ball, but like this one was the, the Queen of Scotland, you know, less than a week old. Uh, a lot I of mean, responsibility for a kid. She was like, gaga goo. Yeah. They're like, oh, kill those fucking British. Well, I mean, th- at this point in time, I think they were buddies, but that's okay. So in 1558, at the age of 16, she was married off to Dauphin of France, which made her the Queen Regent of France from 1559 to 1560 when Dauphin died. Um, she then returned back to Scotland and married her half cousin, Henry Stuart, who was uh, the Lord of Darnley. And the pair had a son named James in 1566. So, I mean, I guess half cousin is better than half brother, but still a little. Uh, it's, uh, well, that's like that's that's far removed. It's 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 still like it's almost it's almost Danby-ish. It's mm. you know <laughs> we only fuck our half cousins around here. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Danby would be like, no, we only fuck full cousins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing says co- <laughs> nothing says loving like fingering your cousin. Exactly. Uh. Oh, Mary. People have no idea what we're talking about, but Danby is fucking gross. At least it used to be. Now it's just full of people from Massachusetts and New Jersey that came up here and, like, bought all the property and kicked all the fucking hillbillies out. Exactly. So, so in uh, in 1567, she's not known for, for long relationships. Uh, 1567, an explosion rocked the Darnley residence, uh, and the Lord was found murdered in the garden. No. Most, yeah, right? Most people believe that James Hepburn, the fourth Earl of Bothwell, fuck you all, my God, was the driving force behind the bombing and the murder. Uh, he was acquitted of the charges and then married her within a month. So that's <laughs> surprise, not even, surprise. Like, a little suspicious, right? I never saw that coming one bit. Yeah. 
It's a good thing life insurance wasn't a thing back then, because uh, <laughs> she would have adjusters knocking at the door like, uh, uh, excuse me, madam, uh, we, we we noticed uh, two of your husbands died very quickly after you were married, and you've come into quite a sum of money. Hmm. <laughs> Shut up, she says. <laughs> Peasant, release the hounds! <laughs> it was my money anyway. Yeah. So August 11th, 1586, she's arrested in connection to the Babington plot, which Jesus H. Christ, these fucking names. Uh, I mean, really kind of not that a... Really, that sounds like a really snobby. The Babington plot. Yeah. What are you, what are you guys plotting? Oh, we're going to cheat at bridge. Mm. <laughs> Pinkies it's... up. Babington. Uh, we're, we're going to bring so finger sandwiches, people. but we're going to make the tuna very dry. Mm. You know we're going to get shit from people. I love it. Assholes. Assholes. You're picking on us! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Well, not, not directly, just your fucking royalty is insane. God, yeah. th- this is this exact thing, this whole thing we've read so far, is the exact reason that George Washington kicked Cornwallis in the dick and told him to fuck off back <laughs> to England. He didn't touch Cornwallis. He never even saw that motherfucker. He was a good general, though. Who? Cornwallis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If if it weren't for the for the French and one German dude, we would still have accents. I'm pretty confident with that. But yeah. So thanks, I guess. Uh, so this 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 Babington plot, it, not a huge deal. It was a plan to assassinate Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> first. Who was uh who was a Protestant and kind of the so goal is to to kill the Protestant queen and put Mary on the throne as a Catholic. Um huh. so Queen Elizabeth, when she found out about this, and Elizabeth. I, mean, I, I <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> uh, so uh okay. She, so now we're marking a fucking box. <laughs> Uh, oh. oh god we're ba- I, we're like feeding it <laughs> i'm i went through two elizabeths and didn't have a fucking randy savage stroke so i don't know how i made it well because i said uh, something as soon as i went Elizabeth, yeah. <laughs> you triggered it you son of a bitch uh so uh so queen elizabeth is a little pissed off uh considering that uh they're planning to have her killed and put her cousin on the throne uh, because, yeah, they're first cousins, by the way. Um, so uh, Elizabeth has Mary hauled off to, oh, my God, no offense. This is the gayest type, the gayest name I've ever seen for a, a castle. Fotheringhay. What? Fotheringhay Castle. Okay. Whoever whoever runs this castle is being carried around on a bed by his twinks. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. Yes. Uh, so during the trial, she declared her innocence repeatedly, saying, quote, Look at your consciences and remember that the theater of the whole world is wider than the kingdom of England. Piss off. She was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, unfortunately for her, it'd be a very short life sentence. Uh, and four days later, after the sentence was doled out, guards came to get uh, came to her cell on February seventh of fifteen eighty seven. 
So one of the shorter life sentences you'll see. She spent her final hours kind of sorting out her personal effects and her, you know, all of her earthly affairs. And, uh, you know, she got to doing some praying because, you know, she's Catholic and stuff. They're known to do that. They are. So the guards come in and she was walked to the freshly constructed uh, scaffold and up the stairs. And she was asked very nicely to kneel on the cushion. And I'm assuming she just said, fuck off. So they're like, okay, well, you're going to kneel on the cushion now. Um, The executioner asked for forgiveness, which was pretty common uh, in the execution of a noble. And she says to him, quote, I forgive you with all my heart for now. I hope you shall make an end to all my troubles. I'd have been like, okay, cool. So her handmaids helped her remove her outer layers, uh, you know, her flying buttresses and all that stuff. Yes. To to reveal a crimson brown petticoat, which was a common color for for occasions like this, because it kind of helped to hide the bloodstains. It's the, you know, the the Deadpool thing. This guy wears brown pants. That's, That's a smart move. Yes. Um, and this is because the peasants and witnesses to these executions, whenever they got a chance to, they would just grab at stuff and rip and try to, you know, get some item. And hopefully it had blood on it as a keepsake, which is kind of morbid, but at the same time, shit doesn't change, I guess. So she's blindfolded and uh, has her head placed on the block. Her last words were, quote, into thy hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. So we are dealing with a two-man execution team um, because uh, this is a few years after the uh, after the one uh, for Margaret Pohl. So I don't know. I don't know if they have like uh, execution. Got an unruly person. You gotta have a hand there just in case. Because uh, if not, they're gonna flop around and shit. And you're gonna smash your fucking head in. So we don't want to do that. Quick and clean. We get we, we don't get paid by the hour, you know. But when uh, they just turn into like people from fucking Brooklyn. Well, it, it's union. It's union. They all sound like that. Uh, oh, oh, oh. It's not racist, it's true. You ever <laughs> talk to anybody in a union? They're normal people, then they start talking about union shit, and they're all of a sudden for fucking like you know, queens. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> for fucking Yonkins, so, man. <laughs> so so one of the executioner is uh, is holding her in place while the other one raises the axe. And uh, she wouldn't have made the list, obviously, if this had gone as planned. You know, just the one fucking quick, clean, boop, done. So he drops the blade into the back of her neck and lifts the axe again. This is actually pretty common with beheadings. It's usually a couple of shots. But the trick is with the first one, you kind of want to sever that spinal cord so that they don't really feel anything. Yeah. Um, doesn't work that way. Uh, Mary, quote, made a very small noise and uh, the executioner hit her again with the axe. Uh, did this a few times and at, th- at this point in time, her head was still attached by, quote, only a small amount of gristle, which, yuck. So the secondary executioner actually just kind of pulled out like a little knife and sawed through the the remnants of what was holding it on there. And the lead executioner grabs her head, pretty common thing, lifts it, says, God save the queen. And as the crowd looks on, 
Her head falls to the floor, and he is still holding her hair because it was a wig. So he's got a fistful of wig and a head rolling around between his feet. <laughs> you imagine being one of the people there just going, oh, well, that's weird. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> I mean, mm, her hair fell off. <laughs> yeah. We, we took off all the outer garments and shit, but we. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This wouldn't have happened if it was a weave. But anyway, so the strangest part of the execution isn't even that. So <laughs> people start to kind of file out because they, you know, they saw the show. They're not going to stick around for the end credits, which should have. Um, they start moving her around, and one of the executioners starts to notice something rustling around in her dress. So they watched in, I'm assuming, mixed horror and curiosity as a tiny dog crept out from under her dress. <laughs> she brought her dog with her to her execution. Um, and I mean, they, they tried to get the dog to leave. But... Off with its head! Yeah, yeah. Fuck this dog! <laughs> um... They tried to get the dog to leave, but it did the whole, like, Futurama thing where it just kind of laid there next to her. Um, it was all distraught and shit. It just laid in the pool of her blood, and I'm assuming the dog died of sadness because they can do that. We don't deserve yeah. dogs. But still, um, kind of fucked up that, the like, two real weird things happen. Like, oh, hey, her head fell off, I guess, and, uh, and she, what the fuck? She brought a dog. Okay. Yeah, weird. <laughs> Who the fuck's bring? Who who the fuck does that? Who brings their dog to a fucking execution? Honestly. Okay, so our next stop, we are actually going to meet our first executioner because it kind of falls canonically in time with uh, with the way we're going. So our first well known, well, I guess we could say famous executioner is Jack Ketch. He would he was actually one of the most prolific headsmen in the entire. British Empire, like throughout its entire history. If you needed motherfuckers dead, you called Jack Ketch. Bring me so the there's, catch. There's, <laughs> there, there's no record of his birth or hatching or summoning or whatever the fuck you do to get this guy. Um, he would become the leading executioner in London in 1663, but before that, oh. he spent a lot of his youth, uh, like men, who, other men of his profession. Huh? He was in the miners for most of his youth. <laughs> Somebody mixed a bunch of plants together and like sacrificed a chicken into the into the mix, and this guy came out of it. So he spent most of his uh, most of his early life, like a lot of these other guys had, as a street urchin and on the old radar of the authorities. And he ended up spending some time in Mar uh, Marshall Sea Prison. This prison was an operation from 1373 until 1842 when it was closed. So uh -huh. anybody that's bad at math like me, that's 469 years. And to put that in perspective, that's 245 years longer than the United States has technically been a country. Which, uh, yes. spoiler alert, England is fucking old. Like, real old. Yeah. So the first record of him as an executioner came via a woodcut from 1678. So that's, you know, you're kind of a newspaper. <laughs> it's like a little carving. You'd be like, oh, look at that shit. And you'd hand it off to the next person and it would make its way through town. 
if he did it now, there'd be little dicks and mustaches on the guys. You know, it'd be fucking terrible. Who's to say there wasn't? I'm sure there was. I mean, the the Romans drew uh, drew dicks on Hadrian's wall, so um, that was a little bit before this. They were assholes. Still, well, they whatever. built her, Hadrian's wall. I know. Well, yeah, and then they drew cocks all over it. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it, it's dudes in the military. It, it's, you know, it's basically it, the same mindset. <laughs> well, when you're bored, you know, you got to do something. Yeah, exactly. So his first execution would be that of Edward. Uh, Ed, I don't know. I, I've never mispronounced that name that badly in my life. Edward Coleman, who had been accused of treason, which, I mean, fucking everybody was accused of treason. Yeah. Uh, so he stayed busy for a couple of years up until 1682 when he went on strike. Like a baseball player. Wait a minute. You can go <laughs> so, on strike? Yeah, he did. He was he was holding out. He wasn't going to execute anybody else until he got more money. Uh-huh. And he got it. He, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he went to the executioners association and was like, listen, you know, we're not going to kill anybody else until we have a collective bargaining agreement. I only want to do four executions a month. You know, 162 a year is too many. <laughs> I don't want to be like those, those assholes in the hangman's association. You only have to do 18, you know, 18 weeks of it. So he was such a good guy that he would also accept bribes. And uh, he, he made some extra money on the side selling pieces and parts of the executed. Actual parts, uh, not just like clothing, but, you know, like actual like body parts and shit. He would sell them off to medical schools and stuff like that, which was super illegal at the time. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everywhere it was illegal. There was some stories that the ropes that were used to either hang people or just to lead them to uh, to the block were being sold for a shilling an inch, which was pretty pretty damn good money back then. Wow. Uh, yeah. So speaking on the bribery part, most of the bribes that he received actually came from the people that he was about to execute. <laughs> yeah. So they, they weren't trying to pay him off to let him go. They were trying to pay him off so that he would make it quick. Um, so the, the scary part, at this point, when they hung someone, it wasn't the way you think, you know, that short drop, sudden stop kind of deal. This was more of a lynching, and it could take anywhere up to 45 minutes. And Ketch was the one that pretty much decided how long it would take for you to die. Uh, one of his most notorious executions was that of Lord William Russell in 1863, who was convicted for his role in the Rye House plot to kill King Charles II. I wish somebody had plotted to kill all of these people that came up with these stupid fucking names. The word spread that it was botched because Ketch was terrible at his job, and other rumors quickly spread that he was bribed to he was bribed to make it more painful than it needed to be. So after the first stroke of the axe, Russell allegedly said, quote, You dog, did I give you ten guineas to use me so inhumanely? <laughs> In other words, you son of a bitch, I want my money back. Uh, <laughs> that's great I feel like that's, you that's like that's the most British way I've ever heard somebody ask for a refund yes his next big one was in 1865 when the Duke of Monmouth hmm, again 
these fucking titles. Uh, he was knelt in front of catch. Uh, keep in mind, this guy has been professionally executing people for 23 years. Uh-huh. He's the Cal Ripken of cutting people's heads off, except yes. really bad at it. So he raised the axe and swung it down onto the back of the Duke's neck. Uh, there was people in the crowd that said that they had heard Monmouth say too dull after the first <laughs> after the first hit. Uh, didn't stop Jack Catch. Keep swinging uh, four more times and then had finished it off with a knife. So it probably was a little bit too dull. The execution was so gruesome and disturbing that Catch had to make an escape with military guard. <laughs> <laughs> he's leaving it like under the cover of darkness like a <laughs> like an umpire that blew the fucking final call in the world series <laughs> this guy's like an armed guard fucking getting him out to his car so he can leave so catch would die in in 1686 and for the next couple hundred years his name would be associated with all kinds of things Catch's Kitchen would be the nickname for the room in Newgate Prison where the limbs of those who tried for high treason high treason were boiled. That's fucked up. Um, mm. And they also took to, to calling nooses Jack Catch's Necklace, which is kind of cool. I, I, I kind of I can appreciate that. That's kind of neat. That is kind of cool. Um, so before we break into the 18th century, let's take a real quick break and we'll come back and... Uh, Oh boy, oh, this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> this next one. Almost feel bad for the guy, but don't. We are back. Are you ready I... for some hang-ins? <laughs> yes, let's do this. Oh, all right. So our next guy, friend of you and me, Joseph Samuel, was convicted for uh... robbery in 1795. And then he was transported to Australia as part of a group of 297 convicts. This is before we realized that everything in Australia wants to fucking kill you just because you live there. Um, uh-huh. The early <laughs> the early years of the Australian penal colony were kind of weird. They basically turned these guys loose in small settlements, and the guards didn't really they didn't really pay too much attention to them because they figured if anybody got away, uh, that the wild would take care of them, and they probably weren't wrong, considering Australia has goddamn dinosaurs in it. So, yeah. So this turd escaped with a, with a gang, and they started robbing houses, and they hit the house of a wealthy woman, and in the getaway, killed a policeman that was guarding the house. That's how wealthy she was. She owned a police officer. So the gang what? is then hunted down and captured. Oh yeah, she had she had a police officer outside of her house to protect it, because you know. Okay. Yeah. So the gang are then hunted down and captured, put on trial. The other gang members are all acquitted due to lack of evidence. But because the woman that owned the house pointed the finger at Samuel and said, that's the guy. That's the guy. Uh, they convicted him and sentenced it, and sentenced him to death by hanging, uh, which would take place September 26th of 1803. So on that day, he's tossed into a cart and taken to Parramatta, where a crowd of hundreds have gathered. Parramatta sounds like, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like some shit that, you know, it's Australian, so it makes sense. Um, crikey, it's a Parramatta. <laughs> it sounds like a deadly fish. Oh, it's like a, pa- oh, crikey, it's a Paramima. 
Oh, I mean, a paramount. It's, a, it's a fucking giant Australian catfish. Yes. It's a mix between an arapaima and a paraiba. Yep. <laughs> Except this thing is fucking poisonous and it has claws and lasers and shit because it's Australian. Because it's like, oh, fuck you. But it also, will, it also will swallow you whole. What? It'll swallow you whole. After I can't hear you. You're breaking up. One more time. I said it'll swallow you whole. Oh, yeah, pretty much. And then shit you back out whole, except your bones are on the outside this time. Yes. (laughs) Inside out your ass. (laughs) And keep you alive somehow. Yeah. It replaces your blood with fucking venom. (laughs) It replaces your blood with with fish piss. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) so the noose of hemp was placed over his head and tightened around his neck um this is a different method uh of hanging but it was still pretty common um we're gonna call this one the australian method where instead of being on a platform with a trapdoor, they'd stand you in a cart and then the cart was driven away so you dropped from the back of the wagon so this would not break your neck because you don't fall far enough but it would cause you to die by strangulation very, very slowly. So the rope was rated for a thousand pounds for around five minutes without breaking. There was another guy that was hanged with Samuel uh, who died actually just after a very, very short period of time, just a few minutes. But Samuel was lucky and his rope was slightly too long and he fell and sprained his ankles when he landed on the ground. So. Oh, I was going to say, well, that's no, that was kind of sounds like uh that particular form of hanging or being hung, no, hanging, whatever. Those proper pronunciation, I don't remember which one it is. Hang or hung. Hang. Anyway. Yeah. Hung well, is something anyway, every dude. man wishes he was. <laughs> yes. Um, the, like, they did, they do that, like, yeah, they used to do that, like, in the, the South, you know, like, well, to hang slaves, but also, like, like mid and then in the west, you know, because well, uh, so the hangman's like, well, you know, I got a job to do, so he fits him for another hemp noose and forces him back up into the cart, sprained ankles and all. Uh, the cart <laughs> cart takes off again. This time, the noose slipped off his neck. He fell, sprained his ankles again, to smash his face on the ground. <laughs> so this, that, that that's twice. So. Yeah. We're going to try it one more time. Third time's a charm. He was again fitted with a noose and, top, <laughs> and tossed back into the cart. Cart drove away from underneath him again, and this time the fucking rope snapped. <laughs> <laughs> so the crowd started to get a little upset, and uh, they're calling for him to be freed. Um, a policeman that was there doing security at the, at the event was sent to get the governor. <laughs> and when the two returned, they inspected the rope of the dead man, and all the use uh, and all the the ones that were used on Samuel and found none of them to have been tampered with. So it was just poor quality control. That's all. Yeah. The governor then found this to be a sign from God to show mercy. So the town doctor treated his sprained ankles and he was sent to prison for the rest of his life. So <laughs> oh, this one, uh, yeah, th- this one didn't end in a, a fucking bloodbath. Thankfully, he just had. Some you know, some tender ankles and a, a sore neck for a little bit. Yeah, but he was probably wishing that he had actually fucking died. Oh, 
absolutely. I've been like, just can you somebody just fucking shoot me instead? I mean, I know this is like early, early days gunpowder and you don't want to miss. Just put the barrel like into my fucking eye socket and yank one off. Yeah. You know, it's a 68 caliber steel ball. It'll hit something important in there. Yeah. So let's let's get into some some like real bad people that I'm super glad they got to die the way they did. Okay. Jimmy Lee Gray. And anytime a man has three names on this show, you've got to know he killed somebody. <laughs> Good old Jimmy. That's the only time they ever that's the only time they ever mention all three names. Um so he was convicted for the murder of three year old Duressa Jean Scales in nineteen seventy six. So automatically don't like this guy. He's uh, an asshole. Yeah, he kidnapped and raped her repeatedly. Um, and the part that pisses me off the most is that he was out on parole after serving seven years of a 20-year sentence for the murder of Elda Price, who was the girl that he was dating at the time of her death in Parker, Arizona. So this piece of shit was already out of jail when he shouldn't have been, and then he killed a three-year-old child. Uh... One more time. Raped repeatedly and killed a three-year-old child. This guy should be torn apart by wild dogs. But the state of Mississippi didn't feel the same way. Yeah. Uh, So for the murder of Scales, he was sentenced to death in the gas chamber in 1983. He would be the first person executed in Mississippi. (laughs) He'd be the first person executed in Yes. I had a stroke. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) A mild one. Yeah, slight. Um, So he's the first person that would be executed in Mississippi. uh, Mississippi. Jesus fucking Christ. Mississippi. (laughs) Mississippi. Mississippi. fucking Sippy. Since 1976. Why? There's too many SS's in there. Oh, uh, we're going to, okay. we're going to talk about some of those guys later on too. So, <laughs> uh, so the day of his execution, he was strapped into the chamber. And, uh, as the curtain came up for the witnesses to see, uh, they were, you know, cause obviously the, there was people that were allowed to witness the execution. And, uh, <clears throat> one of those people was Dan Lohauser from the United Press International. That's a great name. Uh, the set of, I know fucking low, low, I'm sorry, Lohauser. Low Wasser. I said oh. Low Hauser. Oh, right? wow. Fuck. Low still pretty awesome, though. Um, so the setup for the chamber is a little bit different, uh, where there was an iron bar that ran up from the floor toward the ceiling, and it stopped about three feet above the chair. Uh-huh. Uh, and the chair is actually attached, like the back of the chair is attached to the bar itself. So before he's executed, he's being strapped in, and Low Wasser noticed that there was no head restraint for the chair. Kind of weird, you know, no big deal. Okay. The room is then filled with cyanide gas, or as the Nazis called it when they used it, Zyklon B. Um, so essentially what they do is they have, it was a, kind of like a, a capsule that would drop into a, um, a little metal bowl on the bottom of the chair. It dropped into that and dissolved, and whatever was in that bowl, I can't remember what it is, create the gas, and it fills Mm. the room. So the gas starts to creep into his lungs, and he starts to thrash uh, because it's 
killing the cells in his lungs, his heart, and his brain, because that's what cyanide does to you when you inhale it. Uh, he's throwing himself around, and he starts slamming his head against, you know, the back of his head into the pole. And he keeps doing it, and keeps doing it, until he ends up losing consciousness. So he's completely unconscious, with blood running down the back of his shirt. And, uh, and then he, you know, succumbed to the gas. Uh, Lowasser said, quote, Jimmy Lee Gray died banging his head against the steel pole in the gas chamber while reporters counted the moans. Good. Fuck this turd. Fuck this guy completely. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wish he had died a little bit worse. You know, he, it could have, it could have taken longer. I would have been fine with that. Yeah. They could have, they, they could have dipped him fucking feet first into acid and just watched all the shit fall off until he was dead. And I would have been okay with it. Uh, uh, yeah. So here's our next piece of shit. Uh, well, uh, Jesse Tefero uh, killed a nine year veteran of the Florida highway patrol, Philip black and an Ontario provincial police officer, Donald Irwin, uh, who was visiting his friend, uh, officer black. Uh, Tefero, his wife and kids were passengers in the vehicle um, when the killing happened. Uh, the, the vehicle was owned by a man by the name of Walter Rhodes, who was driving. Hmm. So to set the scene real quick, all the passengers are sleeping in the car. Um, Black approaches the vehicle and kind of knocks on the window to make sure everybody's okay because they're, you know, it's a car full of people passed out in a parking lot somewhere. Yeah. Um, and as he's looking through, he sees a gun on the seat. Like kind of like on the seat down into the floor. Um, so he taps on the window and Rhodes wakes up. Tefero wakes up. Uh, he has Rhodes exit the vehicle. And according to Rhodes, Tefero grabs the gun and shoots both officers and then uh, took the police car so they could get rid of it. Eventually, after dumping the police car, they kind of got all back together in the same vehicle. And uh, they were stopped at a roadblock and taken into custody. So since this happened in the late 80s in Florida, Tefero's days were numbered, and he had a date with Old Sparky. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah, Old Sparky, our, our buddy, the, the same chair that they killed fucking Ted Bundy in. Uh, na, 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 na. What year was this? Uh, not eh, Right around the same time. You know, that, that same early 80s time period. Uh, so when he was strapped into the chair... Uh, Obviously, his head shaved, and uh, they pressed the, the, the cap onto his head. So the way electrocution works is they put a sponge between your head and the cap to conduct the electricity better. It's like soaked in water, and that creates better conductivity, and uh, it cooks your brain more efficiently. <laughs> yes, because if you don't so, have it, there's it's worse. <laughs> oh, 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 he had it, and it was worse. Again, what we were talking about with that sponge, that's when you use the correct one. The facility had run out of sea sponges, which is what you're supposed to use, and the staff member that was in charge of getting the sponge used a synthetic sponge instead. This caused the machine to malfunction when they tossed the switch. The process required three jolts to kill him. On the third jolt, six-inch-high flames shot out from under the cap and partially burned his face. <laughs> uh, 
the entire process start to finish from the first time they they threw the switch on to the last time that he's he was sucking air was seven minutes ouch fuck ouch <laughs> wow so one of the other inmates that would be uh that was in the facility that would be interviewed later on claimed that uh that the chair had been tampered with which caused more pain than you know than was necessary due to you know him killing a law enforcement officer yeah and another inmate claimed who this 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 one kind of makes sense because he wasn't too too far away from the execution chamber um claimed that he could still smell burning flesh and hair for weeks in his cell like if the wind Uh. picked up just right he could smell burning skin and, and hair um oh yeah best part so after Tefero was executed, Rhodes took full blame for the killing, saying that he had been the one to pull the trigger. So, kind of a dick move. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, oh, so he's dead? Yeah, no, it was, that was me. I did that. <laughs> Sorry. What a fucking dickhead. Wow. I hope they drown that guy. <sighs> you want to talk about another electrocution? Hey, guess what? Another three-namer. Alan Lee Davis, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, killed three people May 11th of 1982. Uh, Nancy Wheeler. Yeah, this this one's fucking sad. Uh, she was three months pregnant when he killed her. Uh, also killed her, her, fi- her 10-year-old daughter, Christina, and her five-year-old daughter, Catherine. Um, the, the girls he shot, you know, two to three times in the face with a 357. Um... And Nancy, he caved her face in. He hit her some 25 to 30 times with the butt and uh, cylinder of the revolver. Um, When the police got there, they said that her face was, quote, unrecognizable as human. So this piece of shit was marched to the chair July 8th of 1999. The witnesses said that during the execution period, blood sprayed from his nose like a water faucet. Officials claimed that it was a nosebleed. <laughs> Due to this, he was the last extra crispy person Florida made, which is unfortunate because they fried this guy so good that he shot fucking blood like feet out of his nose, which is Ooh. awesome. Uh, fun fact, his last meal was lobster tail, fried potatoes, half a pound of shrimp, six ounces of fried clams, half a loaf of garlic bread, and a 32-ounce A&W root beer. I can get down with that minus the lobster tail, uh, but also fuck this guy. I hope he's getting just ass pounded in hell. So let's round it out with our last executioner. This, this dude, I mean, he probably could have had his own episode if we really, we'd really tried. Uh, His name is John C. Woods. Uh, Woods was born in Wichita, Kansas, June 5th, 1911. He joined the Conservation Corps in 1933, but he didn't He didn't last long. He was there for about six days and went AWOL. And uh, when they found him, he was dishonorably, dishonorably discharged. But dishonorable discharge or not, World War II kicks off, and we, need, <clears throat> and we needed bodies. And Uncle Sam took all five foot four inches and 130 pounds of this guy. Uh-huh. March 30th. 1944, he's assigned to Company B, 37th Engineer Combat Battalion, 5th Engineer Special Brigade. Um, So from here on out, there's no reports of him going AWOL or missing any action, which means this fucking guy 
took part in the invasion of Omaha Beach on June 6, 1944. This guy guy was part of (laughs) D-Day. He's built like my mom, and he was storming the beaches with a rifle. (laughs) Yeah. So, shortly thereafter, he applied for and was accepted into the 2913th Disciplinary Training Center. Uh, that was in October four, uh, October of 1944, where he trained as a hangman. Disciplinary train set, the training center, sounds like somewhere you go to either get brainwashed or you just disappear. Like it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, disciplinary, to me, sounds like he it's like prison. Yeah, it's a fucking black site is what I think. I'm like, oh, this is where they take those guys with the black bags over their heads. Yeah. And they get waterboard and get their, you know, get slapped on the dick a bunch, but I don't know. Um, There is every possibility that he absolutely lied his ass off to get the job. And uh, just so he didn't have to go back into combat because he kind of, it wasn't for him. He didn't, he didn't want to shoot people. Um, And also this promotion into this jumped him from the rank of private to master sergeant. So that's that's like wow. that's a, a a big a big jump, like uh, yeah. He he, you go from making uh, forty two dollars a week to one hundred and sixty dollars a week. Pretty good money back then. Um, but also like th- this guy went like full like Call of Duty. I'm just gonna buy my way to the next fucking rank so that I can get the cool weapons and shit. That's exactly what happened. Uh, so between the end of 1944 and the beginning of 1945, he hanged bare minimum 34 U.S. soldiers in France uh, for reasonings all the way from insubordination up to abandonment. So these guys that are trying to get the hell out of there, they're catching them and like, nah, fuck you, you're, you're we're gonna we're gonna kill you. Um, yeah. Everybody thinks it was just the Russians that did that shit, but oh no, we did too. <laughs> yeah. He would also assist in the hanging of three other soldiers. Either way, of the 37 he took part in, at least 11 of them were completely bungled in one way or another. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of get into some of his bunglings because, they, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's a continuing issue for him. June 29th, 1945, he finally gets around to hanging some Nazis, which, I mean, that's... That's kind of the end goal, isn't it? World War II, you're like, I get to kill some fucking Nazis. This is great. Yeah. So he hanged three of them for the murder of Lieutenant Lester Roos. Um, then November 10th, he hanged five more Germans involved in the Ruselheim Massacre, uh, where a bunch of U.S. airmen were, uh, their plane had been shot down, and they tried to surrender, and these fucking jerk-offs just like, showed up and mowed them down. And then we found out about it and hung him for it. So we will hang yeah. you back. Fuck you. But his his big moment, his uh uh I don't know what the French word is for it. His uh, you know. <clears throat> his French word for it <laughs> came November twentieth of nineteen forty five when the Nuremberg trials start. Twelve scumbags condemned to die for war crimes and crimes against humanity. Uh, Herman Goring, 
leader of the Nazi party, uh, who was tried in absence and they later found that <clears throat> he had taken a cyanide tablet and died like a fucking pussy. Uh, Joachim von Ribbentrop, holy Christ, uh, Minister of Foreign Affairs, Wilhelm Keitel, the Field Marshal of the Wehrmacht, Ernst, oh boy, you're going to love this one, Ernst Klattenbrunner, the Chief of the Reich Security. It's a fucking great name. Oh my God. Yeah. <clears throat> Alfred Ernst Alfred Ernst Rosenberg, which I mean, uh, suspicious, but anyway, uh, <laughs> head of <laughs> he was the head of the Office of Foreign Affairs. Um, another one that I'm like, wait a minute, is that a real name? Hans Frank, uh, head of the Nazi <laughs> Nazi government in Poland. Uh, Wilhelm Frick, Reich Minister of the Interior. Julius Strecker, uh, who was a member of the Reichstag. Uh, Reichstag, sorry. I forgot to really get my, my German phlegm in there. Uh, Fritz Saukel, who was the head of the Labor Department. Adolf, oh. uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alfred Alfred Yodel. <laughs> J-O-D-L, by the way. But, uh, <laughs> imagine some dickhead in Lederhosen. <laughs> Just swinging there. What do you call those? Those German wind chimes. Uh, so Alfred Yodel was the chief of operations for the uh, the Wehrmacht. Uh, Arthur Seuss Inquart, uh, who was the chancellor of Austria during the last couple months of the war. Um, oh, and most of these shitheads were super high-ranking members of the SS. So don't feel too yeah. bad for them. Here's the fun part. Our buddy, an American fucking hero, Mr. Woods, would be the one to carry out the hangings. The U.S. Army declines to this day that the errors were made on purpose. They were they were errors, just like we said they were. They're errors. Woods decided that the standard drop method of hanging instead of the long drop method. Uh, so the long drop is the more successful where you're on the trapdoor and you fall about five to six feet, come to a stop and it snaps your neck, you know, snaps your neck. That's fine. It's more yeah. effective, uh, higher rate of neck breaks, but also the possibility for just straight up ripping someone's fucking head off, depending on how they're built. Like, uh, uh, Saddam's buddy there that they did that too. And <laughs> turned him into a broken Pez dispenser where you just pull the head off and all the shit comes flying out of it. And you, know, <laughs> and you don't have a Pez dispenser. Voila. Uh, so he, he, he decides for the standard drop method, which didn't break the neck, uh, but would be more likely a cause for strangulation. But since these are fuck-ass Nazis, who cares? Let them suffer. Fuck them all. Um, <laughs> so so we, we, got a, we got a couple notable stories. Uh, Field Marshal Keitel, uh, when the door dropped out from under his feet, he swung and gargled for 28 minutes until he eventually died. Good. Fuck you. A reporter for the London Stars uh, uh, said that, uh, quote, the nooses were not tied correctly. As a result, some of the men smashed their heads and faces on the platforms as they dropped. One Oops. man hit his head. Hit, hit, one man's face hit so hard that it knocked his teeth out of his head. Oh, no. <laughs> you want us to have sympathy for Nazis? What the hell is wrong with you? Um, They're probably taking side bets. They're going, 
okay, what's going to happen with him? I say, when we drop the door, he smacks his fucking head. <laughs> Once or twice. I say Woods, twice. you're not allowed in on this because we know how this works. <laughs> That's called rigging, and it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So the last of these assholes to die would be Straker. Um, this one was also witnessed by a reporter, uh, this time from the International News Service, just like we talked about before. Uh, yeah. This guy said, quote, when the rope snapped taut with the body swinging wildly, groans could be heard from within the concealed interior of the scaffold. <laughs> All I can think of is uh, fucking, uh, if you've seen uh, The Ridiculous Six. Yeah. No, oh, I haven't. Guy. Oh, God damn, dude. So there's one guy, he's uh, he's a little slow. but uh, So basically, the, the gist of this story is all six of these guys have the same dad, and they're trying to rescue him. Uh, and one of them, his name is Pete. He's a little, he's slow. So at one point in time, they try to hang him, and the fucking door drops, and just fucking bam, and stops. Is like I told you, I had a strong neck, and he's swinging himself around. He's fucking running, like going like up and over. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> he was like singing and shit the whole time. It's kind of funny. Um, uh, so the quote continues. Finally, the hangman who had descended from the gallows uh, from the gallows platform lifted the black canvas curtain and went inside. Something happened and put a stop to the groans <laughs> and brought the rope to a standstill. After it was Die, over, you son was... bitch. <laughs> exactly. This fucking jerking on this guy's pants. Fucking die, you asshole. Got his Kansas I can't reach, I this can't reach your torso. So I'm on pulling you. You're fucking Oh, angles. goddamn. Oh, this guy is so short. He probably just jumped up and like wrapped his arms around the guy's waist and just fucking swung there. He's oh, looking no. like a fucking dog that's biting on a, like hanging from a rope little thing, like biting on it. Oh, <laughs> By the time this German guy died, he looked like one of those, uh, like those old National Geographic photos yes. of the women in China that were like, stretched out necks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so he continues on. After it was over, I was not in the mood to ask what he what he did, but I assume that he grabbed the swinging body and pulled down on it. We are all of the opinion that Stryker died strangulate of <laughs> had been strangled. Ah. <laughs> uh, so th- this could possibly be the best quote that we've ever had on the show. When all is said and done, Woods himself would say, quote, 10 men in 103 minutes. That's fast work. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw a hanging go off any better. <laughs> God damn it. I love this man. <laughs> uh, he had another, it, it, like, so the best one, it, it continues, even though it's two different quotes. Quote, I hanged those 10 Nazis and I'm proud of it. Uh, I wasn't nervous. A fellow can't afford to have nerves in this business. I went, <laughs> uh, I want to put in a good word for those GIs to help me. They all did swell. I'm trying to get them, I'm trying to get them a promotion. The way I look at it, <clears throat> the way I look at this hanging job, someone has to do it. I got into it kind of by accident years ago in the States. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then he's like, oh yeah. And by the way, uh, hi mom and dad. Love yeah. you. Miss you. Now, when he says he kind of got into it years by accident years ago in the States, kind of makes me think, I'm like, okay, Kansas, early 1900s, this guy was in a fucking lynch mob. Maybe. I mean, just doing some simple math here. And then he's like, oh, I kind of accidentally hung somebody back in the States. 
uh, huh. That's uh, that's interesting as we write it down in our little notepad. Like, <laughs> maybe he's not that good. <laughs> oh, so, in total, he would execute 92 men in his career, and he stayed with the army until his death in July uh, in July of 1950, where he himself was executed accidentally when trying to repair a light set, and uh, he was electrocuted to death. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, oh, he fucked up. Uh, well, he did. I mean, this guy was not that bright. He's playing with electricity, and I'm assuming he touched a fucking screwdriver to too many wires and was like, hey, <laughs> turned himself into fucking human popcorn, and uh, that was that. So I had a lot of fun talking about people getting executed and having it not work out well. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. especially, oh my God, especially John Woods, that man, what a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an American goddamn hero right there. Killing Nazis. Yeah. Maybe accidentally killing somebody while he was here. I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's, uh, it's hard, to, it's hard telling, not knowing. Uh, yeah, exactly. But that's, uh, that's our executions. I'm I, there, there's way, there's way more. I just picked the ones that I was like, oh, these are gross. <laughs> I mean, we talked about some uh, some Elizabeths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I like, somebody going, woo! Now, was that a Sting yell or a Ric Flair yell? Because, I mean, they're different. That was definitely a Ric Flair. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey Kevin, why don't you uh Yeah, so uh this might be one of those episodes where you know you might not want people to hear. So uh Fuck or you that might, but whatever, shit. depends on how sick you are. Uh, Drive through the, the nicest studio. neighborhood in your city and blast this shit through your windows. Yes. If you're in so head over Vermont, studio do it Woodstock. <laughs> head over to studio.com. Check them out. They got the headphones, earbuds, and Bluetooth speaker that you might want. And uh, go put it in your basket, go to checkout, put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Also, you can go over to another little spot. It's, uh, what's that called? DarkWindowsPod.com. Dot com. Yes. You go to DarkWindowsPod.com. Yes, DarkWindowsPod.com. Yes, you can find links to our friends at Studio and get some badass Uh headphones or earbuds or speaker. Uh, you can find links to all of our social media, our Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast, our, our Instagram, Twitter. Dark Windows Pod, and our Twitter, which we use through Instagram, at Dark Windows Pod. No, no, no. We just uh, call it You Insta-Twitter. can also find a Twittergram. <laughs> like no, no. Better. It's Insta Twitter. Okay. Is it's Twitter? It's Twitter? It's Twitter? No, in's Twitter? In's Twitter. I yeah, okay, either way. I hate <laughs> this. Let's stop. <laughs> you can also find links to our Age of Radio page and while you're there, you can go find your next favorite podcast through Age of Radio. We've got something for everybody. If you want uh-huh. If you want uh true crime, we got that. If you want weird shit, I mean, you've already met us. 
yeah. if you want some history and like unsolved stuff our buddy justin he does a great job at mysterious circumstances um we've got movie stuff we've got comic book stuff we've got beer shit we've got sports shit we got shit for any kind of shit you're looking for <laughs> we got all the shits we got so much shit and we don't know what to do with it all it's running out of our fucking heads <laughs> and the shittiest podcast on there is us so uh-huh. just think if you like us it can only get better from there exactly uh, it's a win-win for everybody <laughs> so also rate review subscribe uh, we should probably say that more often we do now we, yes. we need to we need to okay. um go join our facebook page we got all kinds of fun shit going on there um uh-huh. some real weird conversations but everybody has fun with it um oh what, shit, the, the, the the page has been active for like Almost uh, almost three years at this point, something like that. Almost as long four as we've years been a podcast, and we've had nothing reported, and we've had to kick nobody out of it. <laughs> so, so we would love to change that. Put something on there that's going to get us kicked out Facebook. Let's do it. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, well, well, means... well. Hold on. You've been banned a couple times. You've been. I, out. I personally have been banned, but not for content on the show page. I've been banned for hate speech more than once because I said fuck Canadians when we were talking about maple syrup uh-huh. uh, because ours is better. And I believe yes. the other one was I, I, I picked a fight with Wisconsin because they claimed to have the best cheese. And I was like, no, fuck you guys. I got a warning for something. I don't remember what it was, but I got it. But, I'm on my third account. So, oh, well, yeah. I'm still on my first. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you could find us on there. I mean, just look for the two Kevins. I mean, you know. And if you want to message us directly, I guess you can. Yeah. I mean, others do it. So what the hell? Or get get on the uh, get on the page and just start a weird ass conversation. People will talk yeah. to you about all the weird shit that you got in your brain. It's fine. Exactly. You you put you post a question, we will respond. Most likely, yes. Yes. Um, so with that being said. Just because you can't see... Oh, wait. What are we doing next week? They're dingled on. <laughs> we're going to get weird. We're, we're, we're going to get alien weird. Okay. Let me let me ask you this. Because I know if hold I on, don't hold ask... Hold on. Let, let me, let me let just me say finish. this. Let me finish. Okay. okay, okay. Because Ow. if I don't ask, oh, you know the people in the meantime will be like, what the fuck? Are we talking like ancient alien shit? Like no. oh, they built the pyramids or no, something more no. believable? No. <laughs> no, we're we're more modern time alien shit. Like uh I think it's like forties to forties, fifties, something like that. Okay. Let's just put it this way. Aliens and communism. We'll leave it there. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Okay. <laughs> I already hate this. Like, I believe in aliens, okay? We, we've, we've established this. I, I believe that aliens are real. I believe they have been here. I don't think that they built all of this shit that you do. Um, but I also hate communism, so I'm hoping that's direct. That's the direction it's going in. <laughs> It's it's just, uh, I, as as soon as I fucking heard it, I was like, 
I, I instantly bust out fucking laughing. I'm like, like, aliens are communists? That's fucked up. And you're like, oh my god, Kevin's gonna hate this. Oh. Yes. You fuck. And there's some other I things that go <laughs> There's some other things that go into it, too. That, uh, that, I don't know. It's fun. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty cool. The so. only thing that could be worse would be like aliens and people that have to tell you they're a vegan every 30 seconds. Cause Jesus, God, uh, please don't. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, also communists, you know, the communists generally. So that's, yeah. that's, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, anyway. So until next week where I'm going to hate, hate it, all of it, I'm assuming. No, you're not. <laughs> until then, just because you can't see out into the dark, doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Hang them high. Kevin, can you uh, can you kick the stool out from underneath that music button? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye.